Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. This is the shit you can do. Starting with eat the fucking business end of a shotgun, you piece of shit. <laughs> I started recording just before that. Great. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design, some people say, is even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's the Ross Family Matters podcast. It's kind of like an episode of Ridiculousness where they bring on uh, Sterling Stilo Brim and the other chick because they can't get a guest. I don't know if you've ever seen Ridiculousness. Yeah, I saw it the first time when it was called Tosh.0. Well, it's not the same, but it's nonetheless. It's literally the same. Show. Nonetheless, I'm Hotshot Scott Williams with Jack Spade, Vic the Stick Ross. We don't have a guest. Well, we do have a guest today, and we're going to ask our guest, Drummy. Drummy, who you gave for? All right. You know, really, I'm glad we're talking about this, because let me tell you, if I were gay, okay, I didn't get to say this the other day, so I had it in my head. It's been up in my head forever. You guys know the show Knott's Landing? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Familiar with it from the 80s? Yeah. If I was with uh, Ryan Reynolds, it'd be a lot like the show Knott's Landing, except filled with oral and anal sex. So would you be Ted Shackelford? Hey, the only Knott's Landing would be his on my bare ass. Oh, that huh? exactly did not deserve a rim shot, which is what he wants to give. <laughs> that deserves a rim shot. Alright, so we don't have a guest, which means we are going to choose through a lot of these topics. It's we, been a rough week for guests. It has. We had a couple cancellations earlier in the week. We're still efforting. I know he listens and he's not a big fan of mine, but he loves you guys. So Derek St. Holmes, we'd love to get you on still. Um, Ben McCoy, uh, Joey Avalon, Hornswoggle. Maybe we should run like a, like a PBS marathon, just begging people to come on and be on the show. Why should just why don't we just try to beg for money and pretend it's church? Yeah, and we'll give you tote bags. There you go. So, not, not Ross family members tote bags, just like tote bags. Yeah. random tote bags from like Dollar like General Aldi. and yes. yeah, all these. So. So, I guess before we get into the hat, anybody got anything going on that they want to talk about? In the uh, June, I can't think of the date, in Lacrosse uh, for River City. All right. uh, June 22nd for Legacy. Uh-huh. And Crusher Fest is June 8th. June 8th. Get your ass down there. There's a Frozen Tundra show sometime there. in June. Oh, Maybe that's the 22nd. That's the 22nd. That's the 22nd. Legacy is... I won't be at that. The 21st. The 21st is Legacy. I'll be at that. I'll be at Frozen Tundra on the 22nd. I'll be at BCW on the 14th. And I'll be at Crusher. You know where I won't be? In RCCW this weekend. Because they didn't book me! Sons of bitches. Oh. What's that all about? Heat? I took the time off of work. God damn it. Are you banned? I might be. I might be banned from the front. Should be. Oh, wow. You know, Luther Campbell was banned in the USA. 
realize that. Where was Luther Vandross' uh, band from? Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Home Buffet. Oh, hey, oh. What do you guys think of the KFC buffets? Have you tried <laughs> I've never one? been to one, and I I don't really like KFC, so well, okay, then a two-piece and a biscuit is the buffet for me. What about you? KFC uh, can you make your own famous bowl there? I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But you what about can, but you have to give Scott credit <laughs> for inventing it as you put it together. That was the famous bowl chicken little sandwich. Oh, sorry. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Well, Lane, you're, you're, you have the hat in your hand. Oh, you want me to pull it Why first? not? All right. Let's see what we get. I added a number of topics today. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. This is not one of them. Oh, good. good. This is tacos or pizza. Oh. Ooh. Okay, they're both good. Yes, I like both. I would lean towards pizza. Um, it's tough for me because... If they're bad, and you can get a bad pizza or bad tacos, yeah, it's it's a fucking huge disappointment. But I think I would go tacos. Here's the thing, though: when I say pizza, I know there could be bad pizzas, but I'm not one of these people who makes a casserole into a pizza. Like I'm not putting like white ranch sauce and chicken and like uh, Brussels sprouts. That's a, not pizza. Do you have a go-to? Um. Pepperoni, mushroom, onion, sausage, mushroom, onion. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean your standards. I I don't like black olives. I'm a four topping guy. Okay. Mm. Pepperoni. Yeah. Italian sausage, onion, green pepper. I can live with that. That's a good. It's a good. It's a good choice. Here's the thing with tacos, though. I feel like in the last ten years, like every meme out there, tacos. You can't go wrong with tacos. 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 Tacos weren't that big ten years. ago. So what? Tacos are kind of like zombies. They're just the new thing to be. To See, be. I, I just eat a lot more pizza because yeah. it's just easier to do. Like tacos, if you if you want to make your own tacos, you got to put all the crap together. You got to go meat, down a line, the yeah, heat yeah, up the yeah. shell. Takes a lot of work. So tacos have a special place in my heart. You know, if 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 you can yeah, get a left ventricle. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> The drum kit's back! Yay! <laughs> yes, we interviewed it earlier. We asked it who it was gay for. <laughs> who was it gay for? I couldn't make... I don't I don't speak drum. I think Phil Collins. Oh. Yeah. It don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to this topic in my hand, I just want to say for tacos, steak tacos all the way. Ground beef, no thanks. Wow. I can do ground beef. Hot but take! I first steak. I don't... I'm not a big fan of chicken tacos. Yeah, me either. I like ground beef. And I like uh, the tacos at GTO over on Howell and Lincoln, so there's a plug for that. I will, I will eat ground beef tacos homemade, but if I go to a restaurant, I want steak. What about Taco Bell? Uh, no, thank you. I said tacos. Hey, oh, oh, wow. How do you prepare yourselves both mentally and physically for big matches? Oh, well, first of all, you have to have had a big match uh-huh. to be able to speak to that. Right. No, in all seriousness, um, <clears throat> I think when I've been in matches that were a little bigger, like recently, like five, six years ago, because I don't, haven't wrestled in a couple of years now, like the Chase McCoy match for main event or some of the other, I think you're a little more serious. I might be a little more serious once I get to the building until my match is over. But, I mean, 
you can't over prepare. It's it's almost like telling to a ba- saying to a baseball player, you have to swing harder because it's the bottom of the ninth. Right. Right. Like you still have to just go out there and do your thing and make sure that you have a good understanding with the person you're working with. I don't know that. I mean, I don't know that you can really do anything mentally, physically. I, I mean, you're either somebody who works out or you don't. I don't know. Like, I mean. I, how do you interpret that part of the question? I, you're either going to be in good shape or you're going to be in the shape you're in, right? I mean, I think it's more of a mental preparation. I, I think you can't overthink it. You just have to be comfortable and maybe you spend a few more minutes talking things out and, you know, running through it with, with the person you're working. But I, I don't know, Lane. <laughs> uh, I guess there's a couple things, like, Mentally, so for me, it's almost all mental. And, and the biggest thing, and I think that what I try to do and what I think a lot of people don't do, uh, is actually try to think through of whether or not what they're going to be doing in their match makes sense, given what the match is. Because if you're having a big match, it's it's one of two things. Either you're working a name, yeah, right? And the most you have to do in that match is not do what the name, or do what the name is yeah, telling you to do, and not fuck up, yeah, right? right? Or you're trying to blow off something that you presume has some sort of meaning with a crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's really where your preparation comes in because, A, what am I going to do and how is it going to fit with everything else that's been done? And B, is there some sort of physical aspect of it? You know, am I going into a street fight with Brian? And am I going yeah, to but die? how do you prepare for that? You just expect to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, or the neck. Yeah, I mean that's part of it. You have to understand if you're in that situation, there's going to be a different level of of intensity, right? Physicality. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I think when you're wrestling, for me, it was easier to prepare for working against the name because again, we weren't going to be able to call out of the shots. But here, when you're having a blow off. One of the things I used to try to do, if the promoter didn't give this direction already, is, well, wear the blow-off jacket, of course. (laughs) But more importantly, if I'm later in the card, I'm going to spend a lot more attention trying to figure out what's happening before us. Because I don't want what we do to be something they've seen twice already. Yeah, I mean, actually, this is probably a good place to... I wish we had Perch here. Because this would be a good place to talk about what just happened to us at River City. Yeah, by the way, Perch was supposed to be our guest. Hopefully we'll get him to reschedule yeah. at some point. Because uh, what just happened to us at River City, and, and you know, I this had been, what I'm doing there now is the storyline I had been thinking of almost the entire time that I had been out with this knee situation. So I have plans. I had thoughts. And I had ideas for what I actually wanted to do. So what we ended up doing was in the match I had planned a referee bump. Now, Perch being a high-quality referee, which is crazy to think about because there it's been so long uh, that we never had quality referees doing anything, Perch is actually somewhere, and he wrote down, he said, oh, uh, later on in the show, Aesop and Karanoia have a ref bump mm-hmm. planned for me. Mm-hmm. So then here we go where we have to mentally think about what, 20 minutes before we go on. Eh, maybe a little bit longer, but I hear what you're saying. We have to change the entire, that entire back half of the match that's supposed to happen after we have a ref bump. So. And it is interesting that you pointed out, though, to be able to have a ref that's um, essentially in tune with what else is going Attentive. on. Attentive. Perch and, and Jesse Bush, Mike Williams, very good at that, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
and it seems like we're starting to get a, a little bit of a resurgence of you know high quality referees, which is nice. But yeah, I mean, I think really that's what it comes down to is knowing what's going to happen because you don't want to spoil the the, the the hugeness of your moment by doing again doing something that's been rehashed earlier in the and you know what we would have done it first but that's also shit because then they would have had to scramble yeah to change the spot right and luckily we were running a couple of different gimmicks in that match so we were able to just switch it around a little bit so he didn't have to bump right and then the bump he was supposed to take didn't go well but that's a different story that's a different story Alright, let me let me dig into there. See this would be nice, like see, and we can't predict it, that's the randomness of it. But if we had somebody like Ben McCoy or Joey Avalon or when we had Silas Young on, how would how does he prepare? Because he's been in huge matches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I think the scale of that question is you know, I'm not saying we're not you know, we're not big time but I mean They've been on national stages. Right? I'll say it. We're not big time. And that that has to be. You're not big time. That that has to be a, a thing, though, right? I mean, because now you're talking about who you're working, how many people in a crowd, being on TV. Like, I mean, that's a whole different dynamic than anything that I've ever dealt. Do you, Do you think you'd be nervous early in my career? Or yeah, not like I mean, if you had a situation where you were able to go out in front of a TV audience or a, I can't speak for other people, but I think my first time, my first couple times, probably, right? I mean, I feel like I adapt to stuff pretty quickly, and, and even as a ring announcer, I I love the bigger the crowd, the better, right? Well, you just did. Uh, I hope I'm not downplaying it or overstating it. About a thousand people in Oshkosh. Twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty fucking big. Were you nervous? No. For about five minutes before the show, and I was more nervous about having to do two hours of the wrestling con and walk around and put over everything that was going on. Okay. Once the show starts, and the actual wrestling announcing piece of it, not at all. But I think just making sure in my head that everybody got uh, put over as much as they needed to in that beginning piece of it, I think... An hour before that started, you get a little bit nervous. You start going through your notes, just making sure that... Because, again, you don't want to make sponsors upset that paid money to get put over, right? Right. Um, because then that costs the company you're working for business. So, maybe a little, but once the mic was hot, no. Yeah, I, I, I think that what helps me a lot of the times is, A, <laughs> depending on the show you're on, listening to the other people who are planning their matches and going through what they're going to do. Uh, and then you can kind of say, "Hey, oh, I, I, I can, I can do that. I can, I can be up to par with what they're doing, right?" Mm-hmm. And be just listening to the crowd react. Like you don't have to do a lot to get the attention of the crowd and to have them on your you side. You hope, yeah, you hope. I mean, it this really statement dep- comes from a guy who rode my coattails for years. Oh, and I got here a, we go. A bunch of heat for Jesus. him, and all he had to do was come out and go. Shut up! <laughs> Do I kick the broom out of your hand when you're mopping up at Burger King? That's coming back. Yeah. I guess my point is though, you could, you we've all done it. Work in front of crowds. Maybe they're not wrestling crowds. Maybe they're just dead for some reason. Maybe everything before you sucked. Right. Uh, yep. So. I mean, do you get a little bit more nervous when you walk out there and you get no reaction? Or little reaction? Or less of a reaction than you thought? I can't imagine a time that I've really gone out there and gotten no reaction. Mm-hmm. You? 
Uh, some of those Miramar shows were kind of... Yeah, right, that's... Yeah, but we had a great time at those Miramar shows. No, I know, I know. But hey, sometimes they were just kind of... That's because somebody bought the cocaine. It oh, was, yeah, that's It true. was like somebody opened up the doors and ushered in homeless cold people to warm up. <laughs> I, you know? I'm just here for the for the warmth and maybe a sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know? And you didn't really have to get on them. Here's one. What... Oh, boy. Once you've wrestled, everything in life is easy. Is this true? No. 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 I wrestled. You can debate whether or not it was good or not. But I wrestled. And not being able to pay bills or not sure if you're going to take care of rent or wondering what you're going to do with your sick kid or sick grandkid because they're in the hospital. You know what? I can't go, hey, I've wrestled. I got this. Yeah. Look out, Doc. Move over. Let me let me let me fix my grandson for you. I think they're thinking from a, a nerves like situation with that question. Like you've wrestled, you have to you have to think and counteract type of shit, and I, just kind of stay. I get it. Look, I've been keeled. I I, I love. But you're 100 percent right. Right. Like I love the the the. The art of wrestling I always have. I respect the, the shit out of most of the people I get to see on a weekly basis. But I don't think that because you've done this, it makes you uh, able to handle everything that's thrown at you. Again, does it give you a little bit? Does It It certainly allows you to, to speak your mind or get in front of groups of people in a work setting. If you've been in front of a crowd of 300 people, you can run a meeting with five jamokes in it and not worry about being nervous yeah some of that sure but again real life is still fucking real life and there's some shit that life throws at you that i don't care how many bumps you've taken it doesn't necessarily prepare you for anything unless you're fucking super concussed all the time <laughs> well then you don't even <laughs> you don't worry about them. nothing because yeah. you drink you eat your meals through a straw and you dribble well i'll tell you one thing i mean You'll get a lot of weird fucking experiences real quick in the wrestling business to the point where you can be like, all right, yeah, that makes sense mm-hmm. to just about anything, right? There are certain things you can't, like, you know, it, you know, a family member dying or, or whatever. You can't, you can't do deal with that because of wrestling. But if you want to know how to deal with idiots. Well, <laughs> okay, but then we're not talking about once. Okay, how about this? Once you've been in a wrestling business... Then you learn to be more distrustful of people. Well, that's a fact. Okay, right, but that I don't know that that's what they're trying to say. When I mean, because now and again, we've said this a million times. Some of the best people I've ever met in my life, I've met in this business, and some of the worst people you I've ever met in my life, I've met through the wrestling business. So, that being said, um, yeah, obviously there's a little bit of of you know you become a little more jaded not bitter i mean because some people do i'm none of us are but you become a little bit more like oh hmm now you meet people in real life like oh i saw this once in a locker room you're a real piece of shit Mm. right i mean so it does educate you quickly to to how people can be out there but (laughs) i mean just going back to having uh when we had sunny beach on the show in what other world are you like oh i got uh kicked out of a bed so a guy could have sex with a girl that pretends to be his daughter (laughs) Right? Actually, that's a fucking situation. He didn't get kicked out. He was asked to move over, which is even weirder. Yeah. Yeah. He could have stayed. He just needed to give some space to to the rock and roller. Brother. (laughs) I'm just saying. 
you get weird fucking experiences that when something comes up that most people would consider earth shattering, Mm -hmm. you go, that's not even the weirdest fucking thing Mm -hmm. I've dealt with, number one. And, you know, number two, uh, all right, let's do this. That's a party. You know what? If life is a little bit more rosy for people and they haven't dealt with some of the stuff that other people deal with, then, yeah, maybe that's true. But it all depends. It's like like life, man. People, everybody's got different experiences, right? Everybody's, some people's lives have been harder. Some people's lives are harder because of their own making. Some of it because of bad luck. Some of it because of things they can't control. And some people have had, let's face it, a veritable life of Riley. Not Alex Riley, but the old because you know things maybe go better. For, I mean that's that's the way the world spins, man. Right? I mean if we all had shitty lives or we all had great lives, it would be kind of a boring world, right? Agreed. So, all right. What do you got, puffins? Why do you what? Like the cereal? No. Like the bird? No. HR puffin stuff? No. Was that about weed? No, it was about mushrooms. Oh, <laughs> Puffins, it's the name of the fucking dog on It's Always Sunny that won't die. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Do you think Mean Gene was sexy? No. Yes. Okay. Maybe. He had a uh, a sexy voice. I could see that. Yeah, he had a great voice. I could see him talking his way into many beds he had no business getting into. I When I saw Mean Gene, I never thought sexiness. I just always thought... You know, hey, that's a great, uh, it's a great backstage guy there. Love the way he conducts his interviews. Funny guy, um, except for the swearing Mean Gene gimmick I didn't quite get. But yeah, I never like. Well, I think it was a play on real life. Well, probably his his play by play was real, not good though. That was not his strength. Yes. Well, but again, I defend his play by play with the fact that he also was usually on those shows he was doing play by play was also the ring announcer. So he's, you know, even though he should know the finish, he's also trying to be ready to have to do that job as well. It's, you know. Are are you a fan? Are you guys a fan of, like, the commentary you would see on, like, the old 70s shows or, like, early 2000s indie shows where the guy who's in the match is doing the commentary on the match, watching it back? No. I, I don't understand the question. Like, a lot of times you watch, like, the old Florida footage that they would put up on the network. Oh, and then Gordon and, Soley would be talking to Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, baby, when I'm yeah. in here, like, I'm working I'm working Kendo Kashin and he's hitting me in the head, baby. That hurts. Yeah, I did not like that a bit. No. I know what you were shooting for there, and his name was Pac Song. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, no, I liked, though, I did like the, the, uh, I, I like the style of announcing, but I can't stand, and this is nothing against guys like Michael Cole. I don't hate any of those guys. I just don't like the way commentary the last 15 years is gone. I liked it when this match is what we're talking about. You know what? As as over the top as he was, like Vince McMahon was a great play-by-play announcer because he talked about what was happening <clears throat> Right now. Yeah, but it's it also comes from Vince McMahon that they're not talking about what's happening. I know. Right I get it. I get it. I'm not. That's why I'm saying I'm not hate. I just I'm. I don't like it. And every I'm with you. every company does it now, and I'm sure AEW will too. They talk about everything else but what's going on. I loved it. I think I fell in love with wrestling in the late '70s and early '80s because Rocky King could be wrestling somebody, and he felt important because the announcers were talking about Rocky King. Right. 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 So you were like, oh, hey, Rocky King, he held titles before he got here. He must be, it was important. Now, 
nothing's fucking important except whatever our main event on Raw is going to be. Or the next big show. Yeah. and At which point they'll just talk about the main event until the main event happens. Right. So, as far as the old 80s commentary, I love that much better. I mean, oh, I really sure. did. For sure. Yeah. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. You know, Mean Gene... Looking at him, you would never think it, but he had a he had a kid, and the kid was pretty athletic too. Wait a kid, minute, wait. The kid was a. What, is, what does that mean? Wait, why would you think he? he, he it'd be a surprise a that he wouldn't, why couldn't have, he have a kid. kid? I'm just saying. It, just because I don't think sexy. he's sexy doesn't mean I think he was a troll. <laughs> I, he was a a fine enough looking dude. I could see him banging stray tail on the road. I just don't think he was sexy. That's not. I'm not. Surprised that he betted women. He had a he had a kid that was drafted in the NHL. That's a true story. Oh, good. That's so, that's really good. So he he had some athletic genes in him. Hey, no pun intended. Uh, babyface fire. Oh, ass to ankle. Oh yeah. I feel that we don't have a wrestler on the show and we finally get wrestling questions. Oh no, this is a Jack Spade story through. Which I've told here before, so I don't know if I can go on it. But the thing is, is if you're going to do baby face fire and you're going to hit that mat and call someone a son of a bun. Bun? Son, son of a, a bun? Son of a bun! A son of a bun? A son of a bun? <laughs> or a son of a bitch, son of a gun. If you're going to say Bobby V, I'm going to fucking kill you. Whatever you're going to do. Alright? Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're wearing pants that aren't from Walmart. Alright. And make sure you got a big Mabel Crotch style pants. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, cause they rip. Cause they rip from ass to ankles. <laughs> were you wearing underwear? And the yeah, but they were just my regular underwear. Well, I had no I idea did. what kind of stains were, they were going your on. Target tidy whities Oh no. No no. That's luck. That was luck. I, they were light blue. Okay. Wow. They were light blue boxer briefs. Okay. But a light blue, not a dark blue. Yeah. So depending on the day I was having, that could have been a real bad time. Oh yeah. You yeah. could have been streaking with your clothes on. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I did that, and uh, it was just great because three sides of the ring, yay, 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 and then the side behind me, oh, <laughs> oh. That's, and it was hard cam, too, that, and I still haven't seen it. That sounded uh, very Artrelli there. Oh. We saw him. Yeah. What, I, you told me. He said right? hi. To you? To you. To me? We're supposed to say Our hi trail to you. Was supposed, yeah. You were supposed to say hi to me for yeah. our trail? Is that real? Yeah. Hey, our trail. I don't talk to our trail, so he must have said it oh. to Scott. He's like, hey, yo. Hey, say hi to Lane. Say hi to Spade for me. Yeah. Tell him I got my new Ring of Honor title. Oh, man. I'm going to present it to the Is this going to be this part of this week? You guys oh, want to get anything I'm out? I'm sorry, Tittle. You guys want to get anything out about our trail this week? Are you going to have uh, to raise his his levels in post? Uh, I don't know. That's so deep. It'll be like the Al Jackson show. Oh All I know is Artrell Jones is a registered sex offender. Okay. See? Okay. This is what happens. Is the King of the State happened yet? 31st. 31st. 
Yeah, you should pencil yourself in. I mean, I'm looking for bookings. I wasn't booked on the 25th, we know that. So, oh boy. Are you, are, you looking at, are you looking at your calendar there? Trying to look at my work schedule, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So I can... Well, you can keep doing that. I'm going to dig in. Ever have a loose meat sandwich? No, Roseanne, I haven't. We had that discussion when you showed up here with a uh, sandwich from Leon. I feel like we did this one. Best, yeah. uh, best quotes from coming to America? Or did we just talk about that movie? Enough? I think we might have just talked about the movie. All right, well, mine is, I am decapted now. That's not coming <laughs> to America. No. That's Captain Jack or something. <laughs> what was it? Captain, uh, Captain Horner? Ooh. Sly Captain Bly? E on your mystery ship. <laughs> Admiral Halsey? Captain Phillips? I, mean, I, oh, I that's, think that's, that's right. probably right. Okay. Um, I liked, he kicked Joe Lewis's ass. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I liked, uh, someday, Simba, this will all be yours. That's not coming to America. Uh, also not coming to America. It's yeah, got James Earl Jones in it. It does have James Earl Jones. I, uh, I like, son, if you want to keep working here, lay off the drugs. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What about Randy Watson? Any good Randy Watson stuff? Randy Watson. I like, I like Randy Watson. Yeah. But do you like Eddie Watson? Sexual chocolate. Do you like Eddie Watson? No. What? So finally we found somebody you don't like. Wait, and we gotta get Eddie back on. I'll bet you he just showed up at 9 o'clock this morning. That's true. With with breakfast. And bells on. Man, I work the 1st at 9, I work the 31st until 6. Well, What's you can that? make it. It's a night show. Yeah, what time they start? 7.30, so probably 8.15. <laughs> See how they burn that building? Oh, get, yeah. get in the hat, yo. Is it me again? It is you. I don't see if any more coming. Coming to America is a great movie. Let's just leave it at that. Best character was not Louis Anderson's character. So quit saying that. First I was on fries. <laughs> how did he... Okay, how did he get a fucking career? Like, seriously. Louis Anderson? Yeah. Like, was he ever... Because, like, you know, you and I are, were... We are, we're, we like stand-up comedians. I feel like we watched a lot of the same 80s stand-up. Yep, yep. How the fuck did he get famous? How did Emo Phillips get famous? Well, that's another one, too. I heard a good Emo Phillips joke. You know yet. you did it. I did, I swear. I can't remember it for the life that's of me. That's how good it was. But it was good. How did uh, Judy Tenuta yeah, get famous? Yeah, how? 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 I don't know. Why are you looking at me like I know? How? And you know another one? Sandra Bernhard. Bad. Terrible. Uh, man, some people would really Bad. give it to her. Give it no, to her all you want with if, that. If I give it to her, you mean. Fish hook mouth. Stab her in the face until she died because she's a demon. But never funny. Never. What's that other ugly one? Uh, kind of uh, like Sandra Bernhardt. Paula Poundstone. Uh, oh. She was in uh, Natural <laughs> Born Killers with... Uh, Juliette Lewis? Yeah. Not see, a, wait, not a Lewis stand-up comedian. Not a stand-up comedian and not always bad looking. Yeah, I'll tell you what the, what he's putting two and two together with is the tooth gap. Okay. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. What I was... And what's that Juliette Lewis? Yes. Hey, what's that chick's name that's on NFL on Fox? Oh, yeah. Michael Strahan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think Juliette Lewis is hideous. 
Sorry. Uh, not a fan, but I don't think she's as bad as Sandra Bernhardt. No. So you're taking Juliette Lewis over Sandra Yeah, Bernhardt. yeah. I would bang yeah, Juliette day. Lewis on top of Sandra <laughs> Bernhardt. Yeah, all day, every day. How's that? That's pretty gross. Yeah. It is gross. All right. <clears throat> Most hardcore wrestler of all time. See, why don't we have a wrestler on the show today? Yeah, uh, not a single one. Hardcore wrestler of all... Uh, it's got to be McFoley, right? Mm, that's the most famous. It's a, it's a quality answer. I, I have a hard time arguing it. I might personally pick, like, a, even though I don't really care to watch him, like a, like a Sabu. Sure, sure. And there's probably, guys, to be honest with you, I've said it a million times, and it, not out of disrespect, I'm not a big hardcore wrestling fan. I'm sure there's guys that wrestled in, like, CZW... Maybe still are now that are probably more hardcore than anything we've ever seen. What but. year is it today? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. In twenty nineteen, I've still never seen a CZW show. Yeah, I've seen parts of it. Like I've seen stupid things that they've done where somebody puts. A, they're like, "Oh my god, look at this!" Yeah. And then there's a guy on top of a building and he jumps off with another guy and they go through two sheets of glass and land on the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. That's not wrestling. Right. But so, we get and it. And that was the question I was going to Super Dave post. Osborne. That was the question I was going to pose to you. Is where's your line there? That's why my that's why I'm going McFoley, because even though he might not have given you five star matches, could still wrestle. Yeah, I'll tell you what, McFoley would give you a five star match. But he could still wrestle, is my point. He yeah. was a wrestler who could do hardcore. Terry Funk was a wrestler who could be hardcore. Okay. Terry Funk didn't start doing that shit until the like late yeah. 80s, yeah. and it was a uh, uh, aid to him, basically, mm-hmm. that he could do a little bit wilder shit, take less bumps doing. Right, 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 right. Um, but that that I respect, because you could do it, you know, do it all, right? right. Um, I mean, you can... It's, it's a tough argument. Ian it's Rotten? It's probably... A, uh, oh God. What about Abdul the Butcher? And I, I say that... Most sincerely. I know you're saying it sincerely, but there's a couple things. So, Abdullah the Butcher is a crazy person, right? He's not, though. Because I just... Alright, I get that he... Although he's part... He did cover up Brody's murder. He definitely had a part in that. On that, on that Brody show, it's the, the Dark Side of the Ring episode yeah, about yeah. Brody. It's just ridiculous where he's like, I ain't a wrestler. I'll do karate. I know Juju, you motherfucker, you're not doing a goddamn thing. And I saw you. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher, what, I feel like, and, and the names are escaping me because of my five concussions, that somebody in Japan might be able to be a guy who was hardcore and was probably a really good wrestler. So. Well, I mean, the argument would be like an Onita. Yeah. Who ran FMW or back in the day when they were doing like the ridiculous... Exploding, like the exploding, exploding rings yeah. and like... Cages filled with piranhas and shit like that, and scorpion death matches. And with real scorpions. With real scorpions. No, see, I'm, Do you know what blew my mind? When I found out that Bobby Heenan had his neck broken by Onita. Oh, I didn't know that. He was over here on excursion and did a leg drop from the top on Bobby Heenan and broke his neck. That's where the Bobby Heenan neck problem comes from. Oh, my. And that's what caused him to stop managing. Yep. Huh. And then and then yell at Brian Pillman for like grabbing him. The fuck are you doing? Yeah. That was <laughs> literally my favorite thing ever. 
<laughs> the fuck are you doing? Gets up, walks almost all the way to the back, thinks to himself, oh, I really want to get paid for yeah. this. And I just swore on national TV, I better go say I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's an argument for a lot of those Japanese guys. Mr. Pogo. Matsunaga. Yeah, Matsunaga. Wing Kanimura. I mean, are you America, making these names? I am no, those are real names. In America, you got your uh, you got your John Danzigs, and you could say the Rottens, which is uh, you could. But what about Glenn Danzig? Would you call him hardcore? Mother, mother, it's a dirty hot summer. Who's got a dirty hot summer? Glenn Danzig. Oh. Banana Rama. No, that was a <laughs> cruel, cruel summer. summer sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not hardcore. <laughs> I don't know. One of those, uh, the lead singer married Andrew Ridgely from Wham. Oh. He's Wait. never going to dance again. Wait, Andrew, I thought Andrew Ridgely from Wham was, uh... No, he's not. <laughs> no, no. I think you're thinking of George Michael. <laughs> I thought they were both. No. Andrew Ridgely's a smart motherfucker, too, because he got out of the limelight. George Michael's overshadowed him, but he st- he's independently wealthy. He raced cars. He, did, he gets royalties from all the Wham songs, and he banged hot broads. I like him. Who wanted to hang out with him because they thought he was a little knee. Tingling-a-ling. Is that what you're going for, Mr. Furley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, was that Furley or Roper? It was, it was well, Roper. he was doing a little of both. Yeah, yeah Roper did the Tinkerbell. Because, <laughs> you know, that's a time when it was okay to be homophobic. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like, why did every... Roper's thing was just a hand motion. Yeah. Whereas Furley would make a noise, you know? Like a slide whistle? <laughs> why did Why did every fucking 50 an older man in the 70s think that John Ritter was gay? Because he told them he was gay. Oh, yes. to live so there, he could yes. live there. Yes. yes. So he had to play out like he was. Otherwise, they would have booted him because he couldn't how live with stupid were these landlords. His best friend was Larry, and Larry was stumping all over town. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Mr. Furley wasn't the brightest bo- They would walk in the into the Regal Beagle, and there would be Jack, drinking it up with some hooch they never saw before. Yeah. You know? And then uh, he played off as his cousin. Right. Yeah. Well, why are you talking to your cousin six inches from her face and making <laughs> eyes at her? Why does your cousin have a handful of your penis right now? I think we all have one of those cousins. <laughs> Am I right? Well, yeah, I don't know. No. I went last. Who goes after I me? I guess me. Yeah. It's you. All right. By the way, that song by, um, was it Delight? I, Groove I, is I, in Groove the Heart. heart. Yeah. Best use of a slide, slide whistle, whistle yeah. I think. Other than that song Side by Side by Ariana Grande, where they use that. Biggest issue with the WWE women's division? Uh, Becky Lynch. You are such a bitch. Okay, let's 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 break this down. Let's get into this. Number one, I feel just like the ESPN did with the women's tournament for about five years. They tried to force it down your throat instead of making it organic. Like all of a sudden, this is big. It's going to be on an equal footing. It's going to headline WrestleMania. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. I will say this. The women nowadays are way better wrestlers than anything we've ever seen. Ten times better. And, but I don't, I think they, they, they lack a couple of things. And I noticed this at Royal Rumble. They don't protect each other physically as Pretty well accurate. as they should. Yep. Um, and 
they don't protect each other's gimmicks, even like on Twitter and on social. Like they, t- they're just they, they're trying too hard to be weird. But I'm really concerned about the lack of protection physically that they give each other. So I think you're gonna see a lot of girls' careers get cut even shorter than a man's than some of the men because they seem to protect. What's well, already them. happened? Right, ages out of the ring. Um, the other thing is, I think that the the, the best. I, I think the main event at WrestleMania fell way short for me for two reasons. Becky Lynch won, mm-hmm. and Asuka wasn't included. So you have the girl who was the most dominant for six months, and then they quickly take the title off her two weeks before WrestleMania, so Charlotte, so it could be a double title match, right? And then they just throw her in a in the Rumble, and does and she doesn't even win it, right? So it makes no sense that maybe your best performer doesn't even get included in that match the other thing is i hate fans because i hate the all of a sudden hate and even melissa banty's another one who, who can't stay hate for charlotte flair everybody loves charlotte flair now they hate her and she's entitled because her last name's flair motherfucker she works harder than anybody out there you think she's only there because her last name's flair so i'm i'm going to agree with you but not on your example all right i'm sure your example is perfectly Intact. I'm sure you know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. For two months leading up to WrestleMania, maybe three months, January to April, people all over the internet, if Becky Lynch doesn't win, this is a fucking travesty. Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, mm-hmm, Becky mm-hmm, Lynch. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Find a post with Becky Lynch on it. They've already turned on her. Mm-hmm. She's terrible. We don't want her. Blah, blah, blah. That's why nobody fucking listens to you. And for the record, I was anti-Lynch long before that. Yeah, you're great. Well, I you just want... I don't you want, invented Becky no, Lynch. No, I don't want you lumping me in. <laughs> no, you've been, you've been spearheading the campaign. I've we'll never had any issue with her work rate. I've had issue with that eye. There's nothing wrong with her eye. I, I, guess, I guess my point, though, is Vince McMahon needs to stop... Um, spoon feeding and kowtowing to these people, right? Because they—they right. don't—they I whether you believe it or not, they are the silent minority. They're the loud bell ringing, squeaky wheels. But most, but they're trying to cater. There's three different products in a WWE. There's NXT for those people, okay. There's Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown's supposedly going to become more of a wrestling in-ring show because it's going to Fox and that's what they want. And Raw's going to be aimed at families and casual fans. Fucking deal with it. Instead of bitching and get, you know, get, get, first of all, stop bitching about the product and about how people aren't being used right and how guys come up from NXT and they win like US titles but that's not good enough because the US title shit to you and go outside and get out of your mom's basement and fucking suck in some oxygen for once. There are like seven to eight hours of new WWE programming every week. Yeah. If you don't like it, stop fucking watching. Stop watching it. Watch something else. they'll, They'll never stop watching. And then go watch AEW when it comes out, and watch it become the next WCW. You know, so this is what I'm going to say. I hope they succeed. I hope they all make millions of dollars. I hope it's around forever. Okay? Mm-hmm. Already they got problems. Yeah. Already they got problems. In the same week they announced their TV deal, Neville, a.k.a. Pac, 
yeah. quit. Yeah. Before he ever appeared. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Because he didn't want to do a job. Well, and he was like, is that their fault or his fault? It's their fault. And I'll tell you why. Because they want to make a splash and they want to find everybody who's pissed off at the WWF to come work for them, right? Whether it's Ambrose, whether it's Sasha Banks. Bring the milk. Take the malcontents. If I'm the WWE, take them all. Let them be malcontents in your locker room. Because if you're not happy that you're doing a job in the WWE, you're going to be even less happy that you're doing a job for a startup. So take them. Take all of them. Yeah, I guess if you had to point out the biggest issue I have with the women's division is like that sort of shit that I heard. Like, uh, and I don't know if it's even accurate. It's all fucking conjecture and rumor. But like when they talked about WrestleMania where Bailey and Sasha Banks were going to win or lose the, the tag titles and they, they threw a fit to the point where they laid on the ground in protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, Why? Right. Why? Because they feel entitled. Right. Now they're they're good wrestlers. Yeah. You know they're yeah. all good. Re- yeah. Okay. They're all good wrestlers. But, but the money well, is well, in if, the- if you fire those two chicks, right? Like if you walk in. Oh, you the got back six other on WrestleMania. Yeah. And you walk in the back, and they're laying on the floor, and you say, "Get your shit and get the fuck out. We'll pay you your downside guarantee. This is it. We don't need this shit, right? Right. Number one, are there not ten more girls waiting for that spot? Absolutely. Number two, how many people would have walked out of WrestleMania because they didn't appear? Fucking nobody. Right. Maybe Snoop Dogg. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Was right? Snoop Dogg there? But he's probably it's too his, high to remember. Yeah, I know, it's his cousin. Yeah. Yep. That's my point. Right. Nobody nobody gives a fuck. Right. So if you're running this company, let me ask you guys this. If you're Vince McMahon or if you're running any company, you, you, you were a booker. I was a promoter. You were a booker. If somebody's acting like that, now I know we're not a billion dollar company, right? but get rid of them, right? For sure. Are they worth it? Are they worth the headache? No. In the end, is Sasha Banks worth the headache? Uh, to the, the, the mind space that you have to deal. It's like in the company I work, in my position, my shoot job. If I've got an employee, I don't. If that that's decent enough when they're engaged, but they spend so much time yammering and bitching and complaining and causing other people to not do their work, what's their real value? You take a T square, you do pros and cons, and when the cons outweigh the pros, you fucking broom them. I don't even feel like she has a leg to stand on in this argument. She's been booked upper card her entire time. Like, you want to tell me Bailey's unhappy? You know what? I believe you. Yeah, she I was... believe she's really gotten the fuzzy end of the lollipop since coming up from NXT. Right. But Sasha Banks? Yeah, she's been shoved on her throat. Yeah, she's on. Yeah. And, and I don't get it. And and it shows a fundamental misunderstanding of how the business works, right? Because if, if they've really come through this NXT system, which is booked more like an 80s idea where you want to be chasing the heels with the belt, right, mm-hmm. for a good portion of time, they should know there's money there if they lose the belt to the Iconics, and then they can do the, the journey to get the belts back from them. Yeah, of right? course. Of course. Now, of course. you want to throw a fit because there's no plans to put you into a situation like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's a different conversation. But if you're just throwing the fit because you're losing and you don't feel like you, you should lose after you've only held the belts for some mark. Yeah. Right. And you shouldn't even... Th- look, if there's nothing there for you, let's say you have nine months left on your contract, okay? Nope. Mm-hmm. And there's other places you can go. Ring of Honor, 
AEW. They they and they they're smart. They know whether you're they they're not looking at your one loss record going. I'm not bringing her on, right? Fucking bide your time. Do your job that you're contracted to do, and then move on. This uh, the crying and why I'm not getting used to it. Fine, then leave when you have the opportunity to leave. Yeah, leave. Show up. Do what you're supposed to do. Get yeah. out when you're when it's time. Right. So, all right, let me ask you this question since we're kind of doing the Sasha Banks thing right now. Uh-huh. So, Luke Harper comes back, asks for a release. They say no, and then they tack six months on because he was out six months with an injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. In the Sasha Banks case, is her contract just kind of frozen? They haven't. I don't Are they going to wait till she comes back and then say, "Hey, you got to work this extra amount that you sat out"? They probably will because that's the precedent. I don't think they should. I think again, I would just let her go. No. I don't think that she's going to move the needle. Like I don't think if a, look if AEW ends up beating the WWE in the ratings, that's going to happen anyway. It's not going to happen because AEW got Sasha Banks. You see what I mean? Like. If it happens, it's just going to be a thing. It's not going to be... She's not the tipping point. She's not the one who's going to be like, Oh, I wasn't sure about AEW, but God damn it, Sasha Banks is on there. I got to go watch it now. You know what I mean? Very very few people are. Because WWE has built themselves as a brand. It's the brand that people really come to see. There's few people that are above the brand. You know, your Austins, your Rocks, yes. your Hogans. And, uh, and, and, and you don't have to like that. But you have to, un- but you have an understanding of that's their business model. It's the way it's been for thirty years. Yeah, for thirty years. You go back and watch uh, shoot interviews with Roddy Piper or uh, Greg Valentine, the Honky Tonk Man, on the cards. It didn't say Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper. It said tonight, WWF wrestling seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, they didn't put the main event on the marquee. That stopped with Vince. Like Vince Sr. would book it around his main event. Right, know. around Bruno. Bruno and uh, Bob Backlund when he was a well, champ. Like, when you would be at home and you would watch the event center, and I know some of our listeners don't even know Sean what that Mooney. is. Yeah. yeah, Sean Mooney, Craig DeGeorge, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's where they would push the matches you were going to see. Right. But if you're just a schmuck that's downtown and you're like, oh, wrestling's coming to town, that's all you know. Wrestling's coming to town. you got to tune in to find out what's coming. Yeah. I mean, we, we went to the WWE house show earlier this yep. year. We went to the NXT show. And did we have any idea no. of any of the matches that nothing. we were going uh, Nothing was advertised, but I did look at the NXT card yeah. and saw what happened the From night the previous before. night. Yes. And it still wasn't the same. It, it was, was not. a little different. But you have no... You don't even know what you're going to see. Right. And and you don't have to because that's the way they've built their brand. Mm-hmm. Nobody is bigger than the brand. Right. Right. So, yeah. I, but I guess, like I said, my, to bring it back around the question, I wish that they protected each other better on the women's side. I, I really do. Because there were some ugly eliminations in that Royal Rumble match. I'm surprised people well, didn't break neck. And there's also this thing where they bring back women from 10 years ago. Which women from ten years ago were just not 
not good. I'll you do. don't think Beth Phoenix can hold her own? No, I think Beth okay. Phoenix is good. But I thought Trish was. Fits I'm talking, talking like Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool. Well, first of all, Michelle McCool was the shits even then. She right. was mar- she was married first, banging, and then married to the Undertaker. That's why she got her push. Fuck Michelle McCool. I'm just okay. I'm just saying he does. They're awful, right? Do you think Trish was awful? No, Trish was good. She was early. Well, yes. Although I never was a, a big better. fan of Lita. Oh, me either. Or, me or either. like your Jackie Gatas. Gail oh, Kim was all right. Tackle, drop down, get it again, Matt. <laughs> but not, let me tell none of these women, I would even argue that even Trish Stratus can't really hold a candle to the athleticism of the women that you're seeing today. Nowadays, maybe. But I think back then she was athletic enough that if she would have been trained in this style, I think Trish could have done it. She was a good athlete being a fitness model and some of the other stuff she did. But by and large, you're right. But, but they they bring all these women back because they're legends and whatever, and then they just shove them out there with all these other women, right? Well, they got no choice. They need 30, 30 yeah. fucking chicks. But they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Half of them, I don't even know if half of them know how to take a fucking over-the-top elimination, right? Yeah, yeah, but those aren't the ones that had the ugly eliminations. Those weren't the ones that were cringeworthy when I watched Royal Rumble. It was the girls that are working now, the modern girls. It wasn't the Trish Stratish's... And the Lita's, I'm like, ooh. In yeah. fact, I would have probably cheered if Lita took a bad elimination. <laughs> well, go back you guys remember that dive? <laughs> oh, man. I was just going to mention it, yeah, where she licked her own asshole. <laughs> Jesus. Or at least she could have. <laughs> All right, I don't even know. Uh, no, we got to wrap. Oh, you're going to wrap go it? Home. You're yeah, done? Yeah, yeah. Where, where do we have? A little short time? one? Well, where do we at? Uh, about 50 minutes if you take out the stuff we recorded before we started. Uh, just let, pull one more. Let's pull one more. What? Let's see if we get something short. I hope so. I do too. Mm. Mm. Oh, good. Uh oh. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. These are usually short. Charlotte, Bailey, and Natty. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to go first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I am going to fuck Natty. Oh, all right. Your reasoning? Uh, yeah. Because I only got to do it once. <laughs> I'm going. To, I get that it's the strong jawline for I'm you. I'm going to it? marry Bailey, oh, and I'm going to kill Charlotte. Now, the only way I would flop that is if I was to marry Charlotte. But she, fine wrestler, doesn't do anything for me because I just see Ric Flair. Okay. I, I don't. Think, oh, go ahead. I don't think Charlotte's that hideous. Her face isn't great. She's got a decent body. She looks very bendable. <laughs> well, hear me out here. Hey, you know who isn't? Me. So that's fucking useless. <laughs> I'm going to fuck her because I can do some things okay. with that. All right. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. You know what I'm going to need you to do if you ever get that option? Your old Polish-Russian dance. Just down to a knee stick. Down to a knee stick. Down to a knee stick. <laughs> okay, okay. So, there's my fuck. Yeah, Charlotte. I'm going to marry Bailey because, again, her face is eh, but those are some nice tits, right? I think the the butt cheeks are those much are nice nicer. too, yeah. And then Natty seems really crazy. Like, I think, I mean, she's a night heart. Well, I was going to say her and, dad is Jim the and, yeah. Well, uh, and a heart. She's a night heart and a heart. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry, Natty. I mean, I, obviously I'm not advocating the death of anybody, but in this scenario... <laughs> 
In this scenario, that's, yeah. It's, yeah but you that's got that's Jack Spade. Well, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a married man. Yeah. And I would never do anything yeah, outside we all, of, neither, none the of us. First of all, none of us would that, nor that, have the chance. That's so, right. so that's, that's we don't right. need to preface it. All right, I'm just prefacing okay. it. Okay. Love right. you, honey. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to fuck Natty. All right? And I'm going to get up there and I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to pull on my beard. So you're going to imagine she'll be turned on by the fact that her father is banging her? Well, I assume that's why I'm going to fuck her, because she's never going to want to do it again. Not Uh just that her father is banging her, but yell laughing into her (laughs) speech. Yeah, Yeah, right. Right. So, yeah. Oh, let's see. I'm going to probably marry uh, Bailey. Okay. And that's just because, again, like... When I look at Natty Neidhart, I see her dad. When I look at Charlotte, I see her dad. Right? Mm-hmm. Bailey. I don't know her dad. <laughs> so from a body from a body standpoint, you both would pick Natty over Charlotte. I've seen I've seen those Charlotte pictures, man. It's not. I think I have to. It's yes. not great. Uh-huh. It's not great. Because I feel like Natty might have a window shade down there. <laughs> Natty, yeah, 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 yeah. Natty's a, a bit, she's a bit a stocky, boxy, but you know what, I don't mind that. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. In my history. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Well, there you go. Oh, man. Sorry, Charlotte. You're, I didn't uh, mean to kill Charlotte. No, only one for three. That's right. So, uh, with the right, right for Rick, me to give her. Ric Flair might outlive her at this point. Wow. Well, yeah. But it sounds like a lot of us are marrying Bailey. Yeah. So, good Which for is Bailey. Weird. Which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Right? Because... Well, good for Bailey. Not good for Bailey. <laughs> no. Let's be honest. Probably not Bailey, good Bailey, you've ba- got some choices. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them are really good. Yeah. But. It's like, would you like this potted meat? <laughs> <laughs> this spam? Or this spaghetti-o? Would you like spam? Would you like ham dingers? Remember the ham dinger? I do. Or I do. <laughs> some other shitty salted ham. Ugh. Oh, we got an idea for the cookout this year, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? I want to hit you with it off air. Okay. Well, oh, then, if you're going to hit it off air, then we should hit uh, the end of the yeah. show button. The baby uh, the baby alarm just hits. So oh, well, there you go. So, for the baby, for Jack Spade, for Vic Stick Rock, for, our, for Drummy, our guest, I'm Hotshot Scott Williams. It's the Ross Family Matters Podcast. See ya. Hey.